if you want professional habits, you need to create a physical and mental environment that fosters them and makes them as easy to reach for as possible. A morning routine puts you in the right headspace and allows your intuition to sit front and center. It helps realign you with what's most important and set an intention for the day ahead. If you're ready to create that environment for yourself, make sure to download my free morning routine guide linked in the show notes. You'll receive a summary of my routine, more resources and insights, and worksheets to guide you through making your own successful morning routine. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. You're listening to the Good Space Podcast, episode number 17, four things to do right now if you want to get to the next level. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, Hill Beast, and they say, I would not typically describe myself as spiritual, so I was unsure whether I would enjoy listening to The Good Space. However, as someone trying to work on internal battles, it's all the more reason to give it a listen. Francesca challenges the concepts that may hold people back and gives a powerful and uplifting perspective that really makes you think about yourself and how you can guide yourself to be more at ease. Thank you so much, Hillbeast, for your honest and kind words. It means a lot that you gave the show a chance and found as much value as you did. I hope you continue to get insight and know that I'm sending you so much love and light. If you want to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and help further the mission of The Good Space, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. It only takes a minute. You can pause the episode and come right back. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag the good space to let me know that you're joining in today. As you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. All right, let's begin. In episode 15, we talked about the differences between an amateur and a professional. Now that we know how to turn pro, how can we adopt professional habits that last? There's often a gap between hearing about something and mentally conceptualizing it, then applying it to create actual change in our lives. The good news? What it takes to bridge that gap isn't as daunting as you might think. Stephen Pressfield shares, Turning pro is free, but it's not easy. You don't need to take a course or buy a product. All you have to do is change your mind. When we turn pro, we give up a life with which we may have become extremely comfortable. End quote. You in? Today, I want to share the four things you can start doing now to help you transition into becoming a full-time professional in every aspect of your life. If you add excellence to anything you do, ranging from creative work to home life, then you're pro status. A professional is an identity. It's someone you are no matter what you're doing. By the end of this episode, you'll know tips for staying on the pro's path and learn how to objectively reflect on your progress each day. The first thing you can start doing now to become a professional is to mind your mornings. Broken record coming through, I know I love morning routines, but having a solid morning routine is one of the best ways to create an environment that supports the habit of a professional. 
With a morning routine, you start your day focused, aligned, and intentional. In Atomic Habits, James Clear discusses the importance of creating an environment that supports the habits we want. A morning routine creates a solid daily foundation upon which we can layer all those game-changing professional habits. Did you know that the reason we buy certain brands and products has less to do with preference and more to do with where they're placed in the store? It's true. Think about any in-store holiday shopping you've done in the past. I bet you found yourself nabbing a few unplanned items simply based on their proximity to your shopping path. I've been guilty of this so many times. The point being, if you want professional habits, you need to create a physical and mental environment that fosters them and makes them as easy to reach for as possible. A morning routine puts you in the right headspace and allows your intuition to sit front and center. It helps realign you with what's most important and set an intention for the day ahead. If you're ready to create that environment for yourself, make sure to download my free morning routine guide linked in the show notes. You'll receive a summary of my routine, more resources and insights, and worksheets to guide you through making your own successful morning routine. The second thing you can start doing now to become a professional is adopt the principle of priority. In addition to starting each day with intention, professionals have also honed the ability to work despite boredom, distractions, and resistance. This comes in part from an understanding of what's urgent versus what's important. This principle of priority was a big game changer for me because before I learned this, everything was important. Answering emails, running this errand, cleaning the kitchen, and then also writing and and all of these things. And I just remember always feeling so overwhelmed and chaotic. But when this came into my life from Stephen Pressfield, it just really brought the clarity that I needed and simplified my life so much. So Stephen Pressfield says, I'm keenly aware of the principle of priority, which states that A, you must know the difference between what is urgent and what is important, and B, you must do what's important first. What's important is the work. That's the game I have to suit up for. That's the field on which I have to leave everything I've got, end quote. I love that quote, not only because he states what the principle is, that you have to know the difference between what's urgent and what's important, but also you have to do what's important first, because it doesn't matter if you know, okay, this is urgent, this is important, but I'm just going to do the urgent stuff anyway. Like that completely misses the point, right? It's that when you actually know what's important, you prioritize it and you do that first before the urgent stuff. And that's really when that shift and that change begins to happen in your life. So think about it this way. When you're about to do anything in your day, ask yourself, is this task urgent or important? Is sitting your butt down to write a thousand words a day for the novel you know you're meant to write urgent or important? Is sharing on Instagram stories that you're about to sit your butt down to write a thousand words for the novel you know you're meant to write urgent or important? I'm going to go with important for the former, which is actually writing versus urgent for the latter, which is sharing it on Instagram. I have also been guilty of that in the past as well. It's really easy to blur the lines between the two because you feel a passion and an energy for both because inherently it's okay to share things online, but if you're not actually doing the important work, then doing the urgent steals away from that. The difference between an urgent task and an important one can be subtle, but your ability to turn pro depends on your ability to accurately differentiate between the two. The amateur is highly skilled in her ability to make urgent tasks seem more important. Don't let her fool you. When you sort through the demands on your time, categorizing them as either urgent or important, and choosing to follow through on only the important ones, 
you free yourself from the grips of resistance. You also release the ego's fear-based arguments about why you should stay within your comfort zone. Resistance will forever be the ambitious creative's supervillain. The professional, however, commits to habits that help her sidestep resistance-based obstacles so that she can continue to play in the arena instead of standing on the sidelines. You don't want to stand on the sidelines. I have done that so many times, and I promise it's much better to be in the arena and to actually make needle-moving steps towards what's important to your life's work. The goal is to know which tasks are important and commit to chipping away at them regardless of any naysayer emotions. Okay, so the third thing you can start doing now to become a professional is to stick to the schedule. Once you've discerned the urgent from the important, the next step is to consistently dedicate time to your most important work. This is why I'm a big supporter and practicer of blocking out my schedule ahead of time and batching work. If it's not written down, you're probably not going to do it. Every Friday or Sunday, I look at the upcoming week and block out chunks of focused, distraction-free time to tackle my most important soul-evolving work. This ensures I'm keeping pace with the projects that really, truly matter. And as a spiritual side note, in addition to your most important work, block out time for moments of whimsy and inspiration too. Scheduled downtime refuels you and realigns you with creative guidance from the universe. Bottom line, professionals operate on a schedule. And if something isn't written down, it's probably not important. The professional is deliberate with her time. If it's scheduled, she knows it's important. And so she sits her butt in her desk chair to do the work regardless of inspiration. I want to give another quote from Stephen Pressfield, who's really the master on resistance. And he says, grandiose fantasies are a symptom of resistance. They're the sign of an amateur. The professional has learned that success, like happiness, comes as a byproduct of work. The professional concentrates on the work and allows rewards to come or not come, whatever they like, end quote. Another way to sidestep resistance is through clarity. Clarity breeds consistency. Take time to get clear on when, how, or where you're going to get something done. That is the springboard for motivation. In the Motivation Manifesto, Brendan Bruchard writes, but freedom and greatness belong to those who master their day. Their day means something to them because they know each day gathers force toward a particular destiny, end quote. Block out daily time for your most important work and don't deviate from those appointments. Another crucial and often overlooked habit of a professional is objective daily reflection. Objective daily reflection keeps you accountable for the results you're creating. Being honest about the actions you take day in and day out without judgment or woe is me emotional drama allows you to clearly discern whether or not you're truly moving the needle forward. My favorite way to objectively reflect is with the High Performance Habits Journal, which allows you to mark your progress using a Likert scale in six different categories. So the six categories are clarity, I knew my why and lived intentionally today, productivity, so you ask yourself, did I work on things that matter the most today, energy, did you manage your mental and physical energy well, influence, did you guide or treat others well today, Necessity. Did you feel it was necessary to be your best and make success a must? And then the last one is courage. Did you share your real self and thoughts and feelings today? At the end of each day, you rate each category from one to five. This straightforward, objective way of measuring progress takes the guesswork and emotional drama out of the equation. A professional using objective daily reflection is like a pilot using a navigation device to fly a plane. The pilot must be aware of the entire trajectory of the flight path 
so she can course correct as needed to make it to the intended destination. Otherwise, the plane could end up in a whole other country. Now I want to share a few real-life examples from my own life of how some of these tips work. So one day I caught myself not being specific enough about my important work and realized the effects of that. In my calendar at the top of the column for that day, it said, write, but not how many words or how long. And so I didn't write. The lack of clarity gave my ego and instant gratification monkey more power to do whatever the heck they wanted because I didn't really have like a clear directive to myself. I just went back and forth doing things that didn't actually matter. And it was that day was a bust. So that moment proved to me that being specific matters. So now I block out the actual hours for writing and hardly miss a day because of that. In another instance, there was also a time I felt overwhelmed coming back from a vacation and felt like I was jumping back into the chaos. My habits are what keep me centered, focused, and grounded, and I hadn't done any of them for the full week. So I found myself wanting to lay on the couch all day and try again another day, but I knew that the ego and amateur in me would continue to win if I didn't at least start my morning routine again. And so I got up, did my morning routine, which filled me with peace and renewed energy. Then I decided, "Mm, let me review my schedule for the week to see where I'm heading. I took note of what the most important work was. And then naturally I wanted to get to work after that. It was so weird because when I got up to do the morning routine, it was the last thing I wanted to do. And then by the end of it, I felt just naturally drawn to creating and, and getting back on track. Habits are funny that way. When you start one, a snowball effect happens and you get the momentum you need. So exert the effort to at least start one habit and then see what happens from there. Because once you start your morning routine, there's pretty much no stopping you from there. It's kind of like emotional energy. When you feel negativity or sadness, you can't expect to go all the way from that to pure joy. So it's just like get to that next best emotion and then work your way slowly and gently and compassionately up the emotional ladder. And it's the same with habits. Like even if you don't feel like doing something, at least get started. Like read an inspiring book or just say a prayer, just like one component that can at least get you started. And then don't put pressure on yourself or expectation to do anything after. Like when I came back from vacation and did my morning routine or reviewed my schedule, I didn't have that expectation that I would do anything after. I just thought, oh, I'll go back on the couch after I'm done, right? But I'll feel like I'm doing something. So I gave myself a low barrier of entry. And if I did my routine, then did nothing after, I would be content. And so it's that same principle and concept. So why not? Why not see what you have planned for the week? Why not do your morning routine? So keep that act of curiosity, and then you'll be amazed at how inspired you feel to keep going. So now when I take a vacation, I commit to at least doing my anchor habits and then adjust them rather than scrapping them altogether. Because before I started doing these habits, I was an all or nothing person. Like I either do all of my habits and all of the things I plan, or I do absolutely nothing. And as you can tell, or maybe even sympathize with, it just doesn't work well that way. Like rather than doing all or nothing, adjust and be flexible based on the context of your life, like what you're doing in the moment. So at least when I'm on vacation, I make sure to always meditate every day, and then I fill out my HPX journal. That way, I'm still aligning to God and universe and staying connected through daily self-reflection. My habits are my way of life. They allow me to feel supported and secure no matter where I am or what my circumstances look like. 
I know that when we lived in Zurich and then we moved to New York, those were a lot of like unstable feeling times because my life kept changing every two to three years. And these habits are what really kept me grounded and rooted and sane. And it made me feel like I had a ground to land underneath me, even though everything around me was changing. So I don't see my habits as a task or something I start and stop when I feel like it. It's to the point now where they're a positive part of who I am and my body does it as automatically as brushing my teeth. Plus, they connect me to God, universe, and they keep me consistent and aligned. And if you're not there yet, that's totally fine. It took me time. It took me a few months, maybe six months to really get that change in my body and in my life. So give yourself that grace to get there, but you will get there. Part of being a professional is having that ability and space to check in with your spirit to see if anything is amiss or misaligned in your life. So even though I often felt the push of resistance, I've decided and committed to turn pro. This decision has helped me push onward even when I don't want to. It makes other decisions a non-option. This morning, we'll come back now to the present. As I meditated and wrote my daily pages, I asked my spirit if there's anything I needed to release. And then later, when I sat at my desk to review copywriting work and I felt resistance, I asked my spirit if there are certain types of work I needed to say no to more. And then I listened. And sometimes I get an answer and sometimes I don't. So I just keep going. So although I push through and do the work, even when I don't feel inspired, I still want to leave room to understand when it's resistance versus something that's truly an intuitive mismatch. So using the principles and tips that I talked about today will help you keep the resistance and instant gratification monkey in check, and it will help you discern what's truly important. I know that they help me to stay in the lane of the professional, and I really hope that they help you too. Now it's time for an affirmation. I am excited and ready to act with excellence in my life. As a professional, I do my most important work and love what I do. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space. And also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links to those in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helps me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.